Alright guys, I once again have a very special episode for you guys. <laughs> if you guys didn't join my masterclass today, that was like just now, and from the surface to the depths, it really dives into the last podcast episode that I had. That was a recording of the Manifest Monday Live that I did yesterday. It dives even deeper into this process. And um, it was just such an amazing container. It felt so good to transmute this message and this energy. And I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, You might find some similar concepts as in the Manifest Live that I just posted in here yesterday. Um, But there is some more transmission of energy in there. And I hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to For the Love of Life podcast, where we're going to be diving deep into all things spiritual growth, all things mindset, all things rituals, all things manifestation. I'm excited for this growth to happen together for us, and let's dive in. Day that I do all my master classes. Tuesdays are the days. Um, I'm gonna give everyone a minute to hop on here. I think we might have a couple people live. But as you hop on, even if you're watching the replay, like always, I want you to just interact as if this was live. Um, so feel free to comment, feel free to just engage as if you're live, because um, I am constantly interacting in this group, and I'm so grateful to have you guys in here. So, so yeah. Tell me how your Tuesday is going. Where are you at in the world right now? A lot of people are home because, you know, COVID. <laughs> I'm already, like, planning my next travels because <laughs> I can't help it. Um, so, yeah, I'm planning on... Hi, Ellie. I'm planning on either Portugal or um, or like Guatemala or Costa Rica. So if any of you guys have been there, please let me know <laughs> so I can hear all about it. I met a girlfriend that had been to Portugal um, yesterday, which was, I felt like, kind of a universal sign from the universe. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So I guess we'll just get started. Welcome to this masterclass from the surface to the depths. I love, I don't know, I just love this title. And it goes, it's like, it's so captivating, but it's it's so true. And once we dive into this, um, I just, I can't wait to talk everything in here. So this is really all about the shift from surface level healing into deep, deep diving, diving into the depths of us to truly heal. And um, so my name is Chantel. If you guys don't already know me, um, I am a manifestation and Dharma coach. I really am striving to help women to really step into their passions and their purpose and serve with their unique gifts that they have into this world so they can really just combine 
their passions with what it is that they serve and do in the world. And they can be happy and fulfilled doing it because I believe that we are all meant to be happy and fulfilled in what we do. We don't have to sacrifice one or the other. Um, so that's what I am all about. <laughs> um, I am here in Tulum, Mexico. If you guys don't know, I've been here for like a little over a month and uh, like a month and a half and my boyfriend is coming down tonight. So ooh, I'm so excited for this. We haven't seen him in like a month and a half. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be pretty amazing. Um, so let's talk about like kind of where this idea came from, to be honest, because the thing is, when, before I came to Tulum, I had no idea, like it was, it was when I came here that I realized that I had been surface level healing for a very long time. I was stuck in the surface level healing. So what, what does this mean? <laughs> what exactly do I mean when I say this? Well, it's kind of like being in your spiritual bubble right? When you're practicing your meditations every day, when you're doing the journal prompts, when you're doing the hypnosis and you like are sitting down or doing your yoga class and your, your Kundalini on your back porch, you're listening to all the podcasts and you're, you know, intaking all of the books and all of these things. But it never reaches outside of that. It's always just within your little spiritual bubble, your spiritual closet, you could say. <laughs> and there is the thing is is when we're in this space we dive so deep into spiritual healing right we we do the the guided meditation and maybe it's amazing for us and maybe it brings up something that we need to further dive into and heal but we don't right we're almost subconsciously scared to dive deeper into the things that are opening up the wounds that are opening up inside of the work that we're doing we get there we recognize it we see it and then we kind of just think that simply acknowledging it is all that we need to do we just we see that it's there we don't allow it to release does this sound familiar to anyone i'm telling you that i have been in the state for years for years guys and um, being here is really what allowed me to understand the difference between the two, which we'll kind of get into. But the thing is, is we can't dive straight into like elevating your frequency, raising your vibration and being like, I'm going to magnetize. I want to work on magnetizing money and, and all of these things. These are totally possible for us. I teach this stuff and it works wonders. But there is a key factor that is missing. And really what this is, is healing the depths of us first so that those blockages don't continue and continue and continue to get in our way. It's like, it's kind of like putting a rug over like a boulder and pretending like your traumas, pretending like your um, beliefs that are not serving you just like don't exist and moving straight into like, I don't know, magnetizing wealth, trying to, you know, um, become a successful entrepreneur or whatever it is for you. And just starting from here and trying to elevate to here, but never really like diving into the depths of what needs to be healed, really going on in the mind and the body and the subconscious. This is so, so, so important. And we can find ourselves getting so frustrated when we skip this step and just skip straight to all the elevating and the 
you know, magnetizing money on all of these things. And this is exactly the blockages that I also came to. Like we're trying to fix ourselves without knowing what needs to be fixed or where it comes from, or just having compassion for seeing the shadow parts of ourselves. So how many of you guys have heard of shadow work? Most of you guys in this space have probably heard of shadow work. I definitely had. Um, like, oh, I mean, yeah, I teach shadow work. But when I first started diving into shadow work, it was a few years ago. And for me and for, I find for a lot of people as well, we, we attach ourselves to the strategy, right? Like shadow work is the journal prompts that you got to do to deep dive into your subconscious and, and, and this and that and the hypnosis and the, you know, the EFT tapping and the, you know, um, NLP practices and the affirmations and the deep meditations and the breath work and, and uh, all of this stuff. I very much myself attached myself to the strategy. I don't know if anybody else can relate. Please raise your hands. <laughs> Please comment. I want to know. Um, because I think a lot of us get stuck here. And this is another concept within surface healing is doing the practice, doing the strategy and not really going any deeper than that. Almost like doing the plant medicine and then going to the yoga class and then going to, uh, I don't know, the Kundalini and thing and then the cacao ceremony and on all of these different things. But like always just diving at surface level, being scared to dive into what comes up for you and would rather go and do the other class, the Andrew Kundalini thing, or the same meditation you did yesterday and able to check it off your spiritual growth list and, you know, not allow the emotional release that's really needing to come out from you. The surface level healing. So shadow work, really, what shadow work is all about is seeing the light, seeing the lightness, like um, in spirituality, you can call it rainbows and butterflies, you can call it the positive affirmations, the gratitude, the, you know, um, the vision, the, um, you know, visualizations we do for ourselves, the empowerment, all of the positivity, which is amazing. It's so, so amazing, but it comes with a balance of the shadow, it comes with the balance of recognizing the darkness. And so this is what shadow work is, is recognizing the darkness. And the darkness doesn't need to be bad. The darkness is not bad, the cliche like bad. The darkness is what shapes you. Diving into shadow work, diving into the darkness is diving into your soul, just like in Temescal the other day, it was like pure, pure darkness, black, pitch black, your eyes are open and it's still just pitch black. Diving into that, diving deep into the soul. And what comes up when this happens for you? So like I said, the the darkness, the shadow, it really ignites who we are, activates who we are. Because all of the traumas that we have gone through, whether they be big or small, they're, they shape exactly the lessons that you're meant to learn in this lifetime. They shape exactly who you are. 
And so to recognize them and to almost be grateful for them. Well, not almost, to, exactly, to be grateful for them. To be grateful for the things that have happened to you is a whole other level of healing when you get to understand that that lesson has shaped exactly who you are and to honor that, to honor that darkness, to honor that shadow. But unable to do that, we have to heal it first. We have to recognize that it's there and dive into the darkness, dive into the shadow. So that's the exact thing I'm talking about here. This is healing the depths of us. This is going from the surface where we feel scared to dive deeper into the thing to honoring the darkness, seeing what is there, what is lying in the shadow. But before we can be grateful for it, not like there's a strategy that you have to do it, but normally this is how it works in our minds. We can't really be grateful for it until we we understand the lesson until we forgive, whether it be ourselves or it be another person. And to do that, we have to open it back up. And this is why surface level healing is something that happens so often because that's scary as shit, right? Like opening up wounds of the past, like what? I don't wanna do that, I'm done with that, I'm over that, that happened so long ago. Why would I open that back up and just cry and do all the things when this doesn't dictate my like this could be surface level healing or spiritual bypassing this doesn't dictate my life my past doesn't dictate me i am like speaking your affirmations i am this i am that i'm i'm abundant i am like radiant i am joy i am happiness i'm all these different things this is true but we're also like i said trying to put a rug over a boulder and pretend like it's not there And when this happens, it gets stored inside of our bodies. So the thing is, uh, we did this in Kundalini the other day. We did like a lot of shaking. (laughs) We literally laid on our backs and then laid on our stomachs. And we spent like a good 15 minutes just shaking, literally flopping around like a fucking fish, looking like an idiot, (laughs) doing a worm, like just... You know, throwing a temper tantrum and pounding your feet on the floor and letting your inner child out and allowing it to just release. Because the thing is, as humans, we are mammals, all animals. This is a this is a scientific study that they that has been done. They shake off their stress and their traumas as it comes. They get in a fight with some some like other animal and they almost die and like, or like they get severely hurt or maybe their ego gets hurt because they lost the fight for this like whatever it is. They shake it off. They shake it off. You know, you'll see zebras like shaking their head around and like jumping around for like a solid like I don't know, a few minutes afterwards because they physically shake it out of their body. But us as humans, we store it, right? Something happens to us and we just think about it and we dwell on it and it's there, but we don't, rarely do we just allow ourselves to just cry it out or scream it out. (laughs) And so to heal the inner child, you know, we're not, we have to honor the child parts of us, the inner child of us. And I don't like, children are like the most beautiful thing on earth because, and just as we were when we were children, right? Because 
the thing is, trauma is trauma, right? And, and like I, I think I said this in my in my live yesterday, my Manifest Monday live, but I never wanted to open up about my traumas very much, right? Because I didn't want to like hold them in comparison to somebody that has had something very serious happen to them, right? Like I didn't get abused. I didn't get like raped. I didn't get like my mom or my dad didn't die. My sister, I didn't have a near-death experience. I didn't have anything crazy going on, right? But as children, our minds are different. Our minds don't hold on to what's a bigger trauma and a lesser trauma, it just thinks trauma. <laughs> so when I'm talking about traumas of the past, I'm not talking about this huge thing that you have to justify that is a trauma for you. As a child, you not getting a fucking donut and you want the donut so freaking bad because you were craving it so bad, so juicy and like just sweet and your, your mouth was watering because you wanted it so bad and why can't you get what you want and I deserve the donut and I had a hard day, whatever. And then you don't get it. That's trauma. That's why kids cry and scream and do all of these things. And a lot of the times we will try to like bash them for one, for doing so. Right. And I'm sorry if I, if there's anybody that has kids here and they have a different way of approaching parenthood because I'm not a parent. Okay. So I don't know what I would do in that situation either, but I know I'm going to think it through before having one because I know how important this part is for us. But that's trauma to a child. Like if you are told multiple times, maybe like you don't get what you want as a kid and like you throw a fit over it, sooner or later you stop throwing a fit over it and you don't write because your, your parents possibly are like, you know, stop crying. You are, you know, you're a big girl. You don't like big girls don't cry. Stop throwing a fit. You're being childish. You're all of these things. And so we stop. And so we stop, but the emotion is still there and we store it within us. This is where it all starts, right? So we just store it within us. And this is when we grow older and we have this belief that we just don't get what we want. So emotional release is so, so, so important. Whether it's screaming, yelling, flapping around like a fish, <laughs> like crying when it feels appropriate. Do you ever like find yourself talking about something like you're, like something that happened and you just start choking up and you're trying to hold back tears so bad? I've done this so many times. That is the moment where you need to release. Your body is being called to release so that you can release that stored emotion that's within you. This is something we're meant to do as humans. At one point, we're told we're too old to feel too old to cry unless it's something really serious. Like I was saying, that's why we don't feel like opening up about things that don't seem like a very dramatic trauma. Like to throw a fit, like what? Adults don't throw fits. <laughs> and like, I'm not saying throw yourself on the ground the next time, like, I don't know, your boss says something bad to you, like in front of everyone. <laughs> but you know what, you can shake yourself off, you can shake yourself off later, you can leave the room and like, shake it off, cry it out, yell it out, punch it out, whatever it is that your body feels like it needs to do to release. And to feel these emotions, these shadows, this darkness, I don't ever mean that we are to forget them, right? Like I said, the 
the traumas, these, the shadow part of us makes up who we are. And when we dive in to heal them, we are not trying to dive in to forget them. We're trying to dive in so that we can, at one point in our lives, honor them and be grateful for them. Forgive them. Forgive us. Forgive others. Whatever it is that, that needs to, what needs to be done and able to release that. And like a big thing, like I said, that like we, why we don't do this as well is like, like I was saying before, we sometimes think that we are, you know, when you reach a certain age, you're too old to do this kind of stuff, right? And then it becomes something bigger, it becomes something deeper because we store it in ourselves for so long that it builds up. And to be seen as vulnerable is hard. To be seen for all that we are, that we're not perfect. When someone asks you how you're doing and you don't just say, oh, I'm good. And you say, you know, I'm really dealing with this, like, you know, this childhood trauma that I, I had from way back here. And I, I just felt it the other day and I recognize it's there and I'm really working through it. It might feel weird at first. It might be like, you might fear judgment in so many ways because being seen as not perfect is it's it's not a normal per usual conversation that we have nowadays but when you open yourself to be truly seen when you open yourself up to be vulnerable you give other people the permission to do so as well and they're grateful for you for that because we all need to be having these conversations and truly being seen for who we are instead of putting this mask over ourselves that keeps us continually storing deep emotions within us that need to be released Can't choose between water or coffee. If you're on with me, I can't see who is on. I think Ali, you're on, but please wave if you're on because I can't see. Um, Facebook is weird. I can't see who's on here. So um, if you follow me on Instagram, then you guys know that I talked about my Kundalini, I mean, my um, uh, Temescal experience two days ago. And, um, this was just so perfect because I had this, this idea for this masterclass, this idea for this three-week healing transformational course that's happening the end of June as well before I did this. Because this whole, the whole like solo travel coming here and recognizing that I had been surface level healing and diving into the depths of me alone here um, has been tremendous. So it's been a common theme that I want to bring to all of you. And I just resonate with it so, so much. And it needs to, like, it's this thing that we need to begin everything by. We can't just, like, like I said, start up and not go down into the darkness. But within the Temescal, um, I like relating it to this very much. So the, uh, if you guys don't know what Temescal is, it is a ritual here. I don't know exactly where it originates at, but it's very, very common in Mexico. Um, you go and you get cleansed of your energetic body with copal, which is a smoke offering that is similar to palo santo or um, incense or anything like that, but it is a resin. And um, you set an intention and you pray to Mother Earth in front of the Temescal. It is a like concrete or rock igloo that has a very small opening at the bottom, so you have to crawl inside. So it's very intentional. The, the 
The Temescal itself, the igloo, is metaphorically the womb of Mother Earth. You're entering the womb of Mother Earth or of, yeah. So, and a shaman guiding us through the experience, one of the most important things that I felt like will always stick with me of what he said was because it's not an easy thing to do. This isn't just like a, a meditation igloo or something. It's very, very challenging. Um, and it's nerve wracking. <laughs> um, you increase the heat. There's four doors in each door. You increase the heat. There's lava rock that is put inside that is from, these ones were from central Mexico. And they are the abuelitos, um, which is your, your ancestors, honoring those rocks because they have been here for so, so long. They're so old that we call them our abuelitos, our ancestors, because they hold so much wisdom for being on Mother Earth, for being on Earth for so, so long. So we welcome them in, and um, we were given the lowdown of what exactly was going to happen and why it's going to happen. It is a mental and physical, like an emotional and physical detox of the soul. So you sweat so, so much um, that it's challenging physically and challenging mentally because of, of the heat, mostly. Um, but and it's done in the pure darkness. So um, when we just... Well, the thing that he had said also is because there was a lot of people that were nervous because it was my first time, a lot of people's first time, um, was, you know, whatever happens from here on forward is perfect, which uh, just stuck with me so much because we, we stick to, to strategy. And if we're doing something right or if we're getting the best results so much. Um, so we would close the doors of the igloo and it would be pitch, pitch black, just pure darkness you open your eyes up and it's still just like the blackest of black <laughs> like you can't see anything if your hand was right here you couldn't see it um and that was challenging at first it scared some people it scared me for a second for some reason i didn't expect it to but my heart started pounding so so hard um because you're like literally just left with yourself when you're in a meditation and you close your eyes you can open them. You are stuck just with yourself and with your soul. Nobody sees you. You're not worried about other people worrying about like what you look like or what you're doing. You are just left with yourself. And so the shaman would pour water and a variety of herbs over the rocks and it would gradually get hotter and hotter. Each door was about 15 minutes long, and you would go through different phases, whether it be expression was one of them, um, positive affirmations was like the last one, um, releasing stored emotions was another, and then the first one was like just a welcoming, um, you know, getting used to the heat, introducing our energy to um, the womb of Mother Earth. And um, yeah, each door got hotter, you would open the door and have like a little break after 15 minutes, integrate, um, talk with the shaman if anything came up. And yeah, each one would get more and more difficult, more and more hot. And when, just like in Kundalini, when you are in uncomfortable states, your mind starts to spiral. And this goes for so many things in life. When our body thinks like we're gonna die <laughs> and like it's literally the part of the strategy as well because your body's thinking you're going to become dehydrated and it starts spiraling and attaching itself to a stored trauma within your body to like 
signal to your body that a trauma is happening. And that's exactly how this gets built up. But nobody's being dehydrated. They actually give you water in between as well. And you're supposed to um, highly hydrate before you come in to the tennis ball as well. So that's not, you know, that's not what's going to happen either. Um, but it, it brings up traumas that are stored in the body. And so you'll be sitting there in the darkness, in the heat, and your mind is just going nuts. And it's bringing up all this stored emotion. People are crying. People are shaking. People are moving. People are expressing, screaming, all of these things, depending on which like door you are on that is releasing these emotions. It allows them to open up. A lot of people will feel um, aching in a chakra area that may be closed off. A lot of people, for me as well, was within the heart. Because my heart was resisting the release. It was such an interesting, um, it was an amazing experience. But it made me realize how much, like, our bodies have stored traumas that we store in so deeply that we have to be put into such uncomfortable situations to have them come up. Because we hide them, store them within us for so long. Just like in Kundalini, when you hold a pose, the whole idea is you hold a pose for so long, it gets so uncomfortable. Like, think about going like this for like 15 minutes. Like, your arms get tired and your body starts to say, this is uncomfortable and it attaches itself to the last trauma. And the idea, the idea is to recognize that the pain is there, recognize that for the Temescal, the heat is there, feel it, be present with it, allow it to, allow it to be there, and then to, to sink deeper into the soul, to quiet the mind, and just allow yourself to release because the mind starts to go crazy when it's resisting the release. Same thing happens with breath work. When you hold the breath in, and your body's response is like, I'm going to die. I'm not going to get any air. <laughs> and this is a psychological thing you can look up as well. What it does, it, it attaches itself to a stored trauma within you to remind your body that, you know, this, you're, you might, you know, an uncomfortable situation to cling on to. And we're teaching our bodies that it's okay. We can release it. I don't know if any of you guys have done Temescal before or if any of you guys have done um, any of you guys have done Kundalini, please let me know of your experience if you have tried it. Water and coffee, water and coffee. So here's the thing. This is a big part of the healing journey that has happened for me here in Tulum. And a big part of the difference between surface level healing and diving into the depths as well. And this is just about simply living, simply being, simply being seen. So there's this big fad going around all over Instagram, all over the internet that I see quotes about all of the time that, you know, the spiritual or personal development journey is lonely, that you have to let go of people, that your energy is precious, don't sacrifice your energy for others, 
it's okay to say no. It's okay to just say I'm working on myself and, and to be alone. Um, you know, don't, yeah. And there is a time and a place for this. See, the last few days, my um, friend came and visited here, um, came and visited me here in Tulum for a few, a couple weeks. And um, afterwards, instead of hanging out with the friends that I have here and doing the things with them, I, my soul said I need to spend some time with myself. And so I did that for, or I'm doing that now. I've done it for the last few days and it has been so restorative. Always listen to your soul. <laughs> um, but I know that I have done this. I have listened to these things and stored them within me. I've created this belief. Ugh, oh, sorry. Um, that I need to be alone and able to do to preserve my energy. That instead of hanging out with my friends or doing this thing with my family, that you know me taking some time to journal and to meditate is more worthwhile. I need to heal. I need to be fixed. I need to work on myself. And we get stuck in this for so long. For me, it was a never-ending thing. For years, I felt like this. I was so unhappy in other areas of my life that I constantly clinged on to my spiritual practice as if it was going to heal me. And when it's done in a way that seems like a chore, it doesn't matter. It's not doing the job. <laughs> and it is just as important to step out of this spiritual bubble that we're in and go out and embody that message and live that message. You learn and you heal so much more from going out into the world and experiencing yourself, experiencing others, connecting with others to better connect with yourself. You will learn so much more and you will challenge everything that you've practiced, everything that you believe You'll open up the gateway to be seen for who you truly are. This is the same type of concept of like, say, when you get out of the tennis skull and you have this emotion that has been stored within you, this trauma, and you recognize it and you cry about it, and then you can continue to, to release it and work on it, knowing that it's there. It's the same concept. We, we recognize it. Like in our spiritual practice, we might recognize the things that we need healed within us, but going out and living it, going out and embodying it, going out and being a part of this world with others and realizing that we are all connected allows us to transmute that energy so much better. So the spiritual journey does not have to be alone. If you really want it to be, it can. I was very much like this for a very long time. And I only learned this when I came here to Tulum and I connected with so many individuals that were on the same journey, that wanted to talk about the same things and that wanted to talk about their traumas and really be seen and to transmute energy together. This is so healing, to be truly seen, to connect with others and able to better connect with yourself. And then sometimes your soul will tell you you just need alone time. And that's okay too. But it's not all of the time. <laughs> like all day, every day for years. <laughs> I don't know if that speaks to anyone because it definitely spoke to me and exactly why I include it in this message here today.
I had been working on my energy and my healing process from my miscarriage for a while. And I thought that I had gotten there through doing the inner work and doing the journaling and doing the meditation and doing the womb healing and all of these things. And, you know, I had never released it. And I, I realized that I only released it when I came here. I only truly healed it, healed it when I came here because I would be borderline crying a lot <laughs> while I was here. And then I allowed it to release and I allowed myself to talk about it. And that was the most healing thing ever was to allow myself to talk about it with other women and to hear their experiences as well and to heal it together because it, it's such an amazing experience in your spiritual journey to know that you are not in it all alone and that everybody is on their their different path everybody is on the journey along with you and it's so beautiful to share that with other people and you might find yourself having breakthroughs and thoughts and ideas that you never even thought of before that someone is going to to tell you and transmute to you So diving into the depths, going from the surface to the depths, it might not be what you thought it was going to be when you showed up for this masterclass. <laughs> it might not. You might have thought it would be about strategy, about meditation, about this kundalini practice, about, um, you know, this meditation that you got to do, whatever it is. And it's about time that we shatter that cliché. Sometimes, sometimes your body or your mind doesn't need to get up and meditate for 15 minutes. Maybe, maybe it's being called to go on a walk outside with your, with your dad. <laughs> the spiritual practice is living, within living life. The ceremony is in every moment. Every moment is a ceremony. When you live your life in this way, your entire life, your entire being, your entire embodiment is the spiritual journey. Spiritual practices, sitting down to meditate, sitting down and, and doing a temescal for two hours, that's something to reconnect. That's something to ground yourself and dive deeper when you feel like you need it. But it's, it's never the answer. The answer is always within you. The work that you have to do is always within you. You could go do the ayahuasca ceremony, and these things are amazing, and I plan on doing that as well. But it brings up what's stored, and then you have to continue the journey. You have to continue to dive into the depths. Those practices open you up. They open up the wounds that you've been so scared to open, that we've been so scared to open. And what we can learn from those, like I was saying, that's when we can just honor them and be grateful for them, for making them make who we are.
our journey has been given to us with a very specific purpose to grow us into the unique humans that we are. Embrace that, honor that, live that, be seen as that. That's okay. Because when you allow yourself to be vulnerable and be seen, you give other people their permission to as well and you just become a beam of embodiment, of safety for others too. To be truly seen, to connect, connect with others, to connect with yourself. These are the last messages that I have for you all. <laughs> and I hope you have enjoyed it. I hope that this message transmutes to you. I hope you go out and you you dive into, like I said this in my live yesterday, if something has came up for you during this call, if like something specific, like if you wanted to cry or like just something came up, I challenge you to dive deeper into that, to talk about it too. Because you give other people the permission to do so. It might be scary at first, but the other person is going to be liberated as well that you brought it up. <laughs> we don't need to be quote-unquote fixed. Like I said, we get to honor that shadow part of ourselves and be grateful for the the qualities it's brought us, the lessons that it's brought us. And when we can live in this way that we don't need to be fixed. Like, you don't, you know, when I say healing, we can relate it specifically to wounds, right? Open it up and it can be all nasty, gross, and you want to, like, fix it up. And, like, make sure it doesn't get infected. And, like, it's all puppy and, like, all of these things. And, um, you know, treat it. Give it what it needs, hydrogen peroxide, I don't know, Neosporin, a Band-Aid, some cleaning, whatever it's got to do. Maybe it's got to get stitches. I don't know. But it doesn't go away. You still have a little scar there, but you get to look at that scar and you get to honor the memories. You get to honor the lessons it taught you. You know, like when you look at scars now as an adult, it's like a story, right? Like, oh, this was this one time at this one place and I did it like this. And it was crazy and hurt so bad that I had to go to hospital. Like, I don't know. There's a story behind it. That's the story of our traumas as well. Honor them. See them. Be grateful for them. And don't be afraid to be seen as exactly who you are. I love you all. Hope you've enjoyed this message. If you want to dive even deeper into exactly what it is that you are seeking to heal, whatever has been brought up for you here, maybe you've opened up a wound within you and you, maybe you feel lost ugh, as, to, as to how to heal it, as to how to dive deeper in it and do it with safety. Because this is these are challenging moments, you know. These are vulnerable moments. But we can't close them back up again. We've got to keep them open and we've got to dive into healing them so we can dive into being honored and seen in them and learning the lesson. So my three-week transformational healing course or the Heal Your Inner Child course, um, that's going to begin the end of this month. I think the date that I put was June 28th. It's going to be a three-week 
course. And we are going to meet weekly via Zoom. And it's going to be such an intimate, such a sacred, safe space for integration, for vulnerability, for emotional release, to dive into these wounds, to dive into connecting with them in sisterhood with one another. And I don't want you to feel scared about that because I know that I would have. I would have been like, I don't need nobody. I can just do this myself. I don't need sisterhood or brotherhood or a community of people. And that's the reality I was stuck in. But opening up to actually reach community and sisterhood here in Tulum has been the most healing experience of my life. And I can tell you that we don't have to do it alone. That actually connecting with others, like I said, allows you to connect deeper with yourself and truly transmute the energy. So that's why this space is going to be so incredibly sacred. And um, we're going to, of course, we will be using some strategy as well. We're gonna be using some Kundalini practices as well as breath work, the things that really bring up those stored emotions within us, we're going to be using in this course as well to help open that wound up, to help you understand where the stored emotion, where the stored trauma is at. And it's going to be the most transformational three weeks of your life. (laughs) So if you're ready for that, if you're ready to open up that wound, if you're ready to truly connect, truly be seen for who you are, truly surrender, truly heal these wounds, open them up, see them, cry over them, do all of the things that tricks bravery. And if if you want to join that container, I honor you already. I celebrate your bravery already. So if you are interested in this, I will link it in the Facebook community here. Um, It is $333 for the three-week course. And then I also do have a payment plan available for two payments of $175. And um, if you want the payment plan, please just comment here or please just send me a DM either on Facebook or on Instagram. I want this to be very, very accessible to you all. And I don't want money to ever limit any of us because our money goes just like the opposite. Energy goes where energy flows. And, and money is, a, is an energy currency. It's, it's an energy exchange. So you will get exactly where you put your, your energetic currency. Just want to throw that in there. But I hope you guys have loved this masterclass. I can't wait to connect with you guys again. I am off to go have um, lunch, brunch, <laughs> with some of my friends here as a little um, going away because I'm going to Bacalar in a few days. Um, and then, yeah, my boyfriend lands here tonight, and I'm just I'm over the moon excited. Um, yeah, so I hope to connect with you guys all soon. Thank you so much for being here, and I will see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode as much as I loved recording it. If you want to join any of my future lives. So uh, they are always in my Facebook community when I do the um, master classes. So those are free and they are all like they have the recording up inside the Facebook group as well. So you can catch this and interact with it inside that community as well as my past free master classes. And if you want to join the three week transformational healing course, that's absolutely going to be just the most amazing thing ever. If you didn't already hear, (laughs) um, I'm going to link that here in the description as well. And I hope to see you guys inside. 
Alright guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, please screenshot this and put it on your IG stories and tag me with your takeaways. I would love to hear them. I would love to see all of you listeners out there and engage with you. And make sure to give me a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to me to put this podcast out there further into the world. And yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this and I will see you guys next week.